Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Three, two, one, we're live. Radio with Rosita and Robert. It's March 1st, 2015, and I'm joined here at the helm by my co-host and brother in the martial arts, Sifu Robert Deal. Sifu Bob, what's going on, man? It is raining like cats and dogs down here. There's rivers running through the streets and on the sidewalk, and, and you know, by my street, it runs sort of downhill where I am, yeah. so uh-huh. all this Floods coming. It's just nuts for SoCal right now. It rained a little bit last night, a little bit this afternoon, and now it's just really bad. Coming down in sheets, huh? Coming well, you down guys, in sheets. You guys needed it anyway. <laughs> That's for sure. So, and you know, and coming from Seattle, I'm like, oh, okay, rain. <laughs> but you guys, you guys definitely right. needed it. So that's good. That's good. Fill up those reservoirs. Definitely. Definitely, very, definitely. very true. So my wife yeah. and I are doing a pretty cool thing this week, and we do it every once in a while. There's a, a, a group down here called uh, Family Promise, and what they do is they help families that are down on their luck because of this sucked economy right now. Mm-hmm. And they'll help them find jobs. And what they did was they got a bunch of churches together, mm-hmm. and each church will host this family for a week in rotation. Mm-hmm. And when they come to a, a, a church that we're familiar with, we go out. We what what? So what we do is Thursday night, uh, and this is sort of cool. There's a family there that's it's only one family. Sometimes they get as many as three or four families. And what they do is they spend the night at the church. They get picked up in the morning. They have this facility. They go do their laundry, look for a job, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they have volunteers like myself and, and my wife. That, that are going there on Thursday. And what we do is we pick up, we go to like Smart and Final and pick up a case of hamburgers. Okay. Because uh, that, that's sort of a place to, to service the food industry. So they don't sell a package, they sell a box, like a case of 30 or 40 burgers. Right. And we pick up cool. salads and some drinks, and we actually go and feed these families. Right on. Uh, and this week it's a family of eight. Two, wow. A, a husband and a wife and six kids, ranging from like three to ten. Whoa. And these these people are absolutely homeless, homeless and they have to be accepted by this group and, and, and show just cause. And when you've got a family of eight you sh- and you're homeless, you show just cause. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. we're going out to help out, so we're really excited about that. It feels, feels good to give back a little bit. Uh because I've had a tough past five years, you know that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, yeah. So that's what we're doing. Uh, cool. My daughter was did another uh, uh, choir competition yesterday, and oh, they're like batting hundred percent. They they came in first. Wow. 
Now, how many how many people uh, were how many people were uh, how many schools I should say were competing? You know, I'm not sure. I know our rival school came in third. That was what she was focusing on. Mm, okay. Uh, right on. But schools from all over the place come to these these things, and they, they're at uh, an intermediate level, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're they're like the one below the advanced. And oh, okay. uh, so they, they they pit all the schools with with their level choirs against each other, and mm-hmm. uh, if and at the middle well middle to the end of the month between on spring break, just before spring break she's flying to uh, Boston to compete with her choir. Oh, cool! Which is pretty cool. Yeah, so yeah. she better dress warm. And now she's yeah, telling right. Me that, this is ridiculous. You know, we, we, we send her kids to school, the public school. She's on all AP classes. She's taken seven classes. Five of them are, are advanced placement. And at the end of the year, she has to take advanced placement tests. Now, when you take advanced placement tests, you seek out colleges that accept those. Because when they accept those, they count as credits. So mm-hmm. she can knock off a full year of school. Yeah. These, these tests are $92 a piece. Yeah, they they're they're expensive, but you know they're I'm guessing very that expensive. yeah I'm just guessing that you know it uh, just makes it I, in a way it kind of makes sure that the that the kids do okay on them. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, because really it's only a pass or fail. There's there's five uh, uh, numerate num, number gen, uh, uh, qualifications one through five, mm-hmm. and three are. Three or better, I guess they pass, and she's already taken one and passed that one. Uh, but then we we have to look at colleges. After she gets back, she's traveling with a friend and her family, and she's going up to Stanford. Wow! To to, to look around. Uh-huh. Uh You know, I know she wants. The problem is, Rusty, she wants to spread her wings. I can appreciate that. But yeah. as a father, <laughs> I'm like going, okay, spread them where I can keep my eye on you. You know, go to <laughs> you know, go to Minnesota. You know where I have family. Go, uh-huh. go, go to Seattle, where all it'll take is a phone call if you're in trouble, and yeah, and, I can, and you can probably have a whole shitload of students there. Yeah, yeah, you know, definitely. This, I mean, if she thing. wanted to go to the U, we've got like lots of great programs up here. Uh, then there's Pullman. Uh, there's uh, the other uh, the other college up here. But the thing is, I mean. Come on, bro. I mean, think about when you were college age. You know, would you want, like, all these feelers from your parents to be, like, everywhere you are? You know what I mean? No, but I stayed home because they were still giving me money. Oh, I well, yeah. I was my parents. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I, I chose yeah. to stay home for a bit until I, got out of, uh, until I got out of college and then moved out. Um and, right, uh, but you know, as a father, yeah. though, you you prefer. I I would rather have these feelers out and just to make sure she's safe and and yeah. not that she'll ever use them. But but I'd like the fact is that I would know that she's protected a little bit. That's all. Exactly. No, I I hear you. I hear you, man. I mean, you know, the, like I said, the University of Washington is great. Has great programs up here and. It's a it's a really it's a really fun town to live in if she decides to come up here. It's only two hours down, you know, back home to where you are, and there'd be a lot of feelers out here to keep an eye on yeah. her. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
There would be a ton of feelers out here to keep an eye on her, that's for sure. All right, listeners, our phone number here is 347-677-0699. Don't go away. Later on, we're going to be joined by Sifu Chris Botto of Botto's Kickboxing. He'll be uh, joining us to talk about his uh, training and uh, about being a fitness trainer. And uh, most recently, he got certified under Leo Fong in uh, Wei Kun Do. So we'd like to congratulate him on that. So give us a call later if you want to speak with Sifu Chris Botto, 347-677-0699. All right. Well, with that said, let's move on with the show. What do you have for birthdays there, Sifu Bob? Uh, well, there's a, there's only a few. Uh, a good friend of mine, which I did text today, actually a good friend of us, good friend of the show, uh, uh, Masters Hall of Fame alumni, ex-ambassador of the Masters Hall of Fame. Uh, from 29 Palms, Mr. Uh, Craig Carter, his birthday is today. Right uh, on. A, fu- a future uh, Masters Hall of Fame inductee, which you're inducting, Rocky Twitchell, his birthday is on the 3rd. Uh, famed actress and ex-hot dog on a stick in the Glendale Galleria employee, Eva Mendez. Her birthday's on the 5th. And the wife of the late Larry Hartzell, Deborah Hartzell. Her birthday is on the 6th. On. Very cool. And I've got a few um, that I just pulled up. Um, we mentioned uh, Rocky already, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to send a birthday shout-out to a former student of mine, Tom Withers. His birthday is today. And tomorrow, the 2nd, one of my co-workers, Julian Geyer, um, that's his birthday. Um, And March 3rd, now it says here on my Facebook Facebook, uh, calendar that March 3rd is the birthday for the Ninpokai Hombu Dojo in New York. Now, I don't know if that's the birthday for the Ninpokai Hombu Dojo or its founder, Master James Loriega. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it's the Ninpokai's uh, birthday. So happy birthday to them! Want to send a shout out to two great friends of mine out there also, T. Locke and Aileen and Aileen Alvarez. Their birthdays are also on the third. And uh, I think that's it for my birthday. So for everyone out there having a birthday the week of March 1st through the 7th, this tune is for you. I want to want to wish you a happy birthday. I want to want to help you celebrate. I want to want to wish you lots of presents. Party, party in the island way You'll be jamming all night Through the light of day Your birthday, birthday is your day to shine Another year and you'll be looking fine So have a no worries, don't you hesitate It's time to party, party, time to celebrate Happy birthday, everybody Wow, that tune has, it has just like got that crazy hitch to it that I'm probably going to be singing the rest of the night. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, happy birthday, everybody. All right, let's move on to our health news. 
Oh, don't we have announcements? Oh, that's right. We do. You know, that's Because I'm looking at my I... calendar, and I'm going to have a very busy month. Yeah, let's uh let's forego the health news for right now. Let's let's uh let's go through the announcements. That's right. Thanks for reminding me. What's going on okay, on your well, end there, Bob? Last night I became a member of the of the Martial Arts History Museum. Yeah. Which I, I recommend that. with awesome. as many events as, as as they have, I highly recommend that. If you live in the area, it's insane. Uh I went to When May You Day last night, which was mm-hmm. that was the first event I actually had to stand because I was late. Usually I get there at 3, 3.30, I sit down, no problem, and it was packed. This event, though, I barely knew anybody. Uh, wow. I a couple people. I was hoping to run into a couple people I knew, uh, but that was a great night. I saw Doug Wong, Kerry Wong, Carl Totten, Manuel Marquez, those guys. Uh, mm-hmm. So, March 14th, it's Manuel Marquez Day at the museum, at the Martial Arts wow. Museum. Uh, then on the 21st, it's Shuni B Day at the museum. Uh, typically, and typically, the special days are two hours long. They go from four to six. But Shuni is premiering his movie at the museum that he did in Los Angeles in December oh. where, that I uh-huh. went to. So that's going to be a three-hour day. Then on the 22nd, we're going to we're actually going to be having two Sunday brunch shows this this month. On the 22nd, I'll be down in Huntington Beach, which I have made our donation to the Royal Family Kids Camp, and we're going to be running a uh, a booth at the uh, uh, Bob and Barbara White Invitational. Cool. And we're going to be doing our show live from there. Yeah. From 11 to 1. Yeah. And then on the 28th, it's John Corcoran Day at the museum. So they're actually having three events this month at the museum. Gee, uh, plus whiz. last night. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. Uh and then uh on April twenty fifth it's going to be uh Don Baird Day at the museum, which I'm under threat of death if I don't go because I've known Don uh for such a very, very long yeah. time. And considering and that you can throw a rock from your house to the museum, yeah, I mean, you got to go, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got to go. He's got yeah. a great following. Uh, so those are my announcements, and that just got me just a little bit into April. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, I don't have anything in particular on my end for March um, or April, um, but I do want to send a reminder out there about – the Pacific Association of Women's Martial Artists training camp in August, um, August 14th through the 17th. And I'm, I'm hoping I got the, those dates right because I, I always think in terms of like second week, third week, and I just never know what the dates are. But <laughs> but um, our training camp is going to be in August um, in Boulder Creek, California, and a wonderful venue. Um, it's going to be at Camp Campbell. It's a YMCA camp, and it's a beautiful venue. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited to be there. And uh, we're in the process of teacher selection. We just got the last wave of the teacher applications that came in. Teacher application, pro, uh, The teacher applications are closed for 
for now. We are not taking any more um, after uh, applications because the last day was yesterday, the 28th. Um, and it, it, it's we just got a flood of them in yesterday, and I was like just uh, trying to keep up. And I'm like, I can't keep up. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> so anyway, we're going to be making those um, those choices as to who's going to learn. And for people that are not familiar with Palma. Um, it's uh, one of the oldest women's only organizations in the United States, and the Palma Camp is the oldest, um, one of the oldest, I would guess, um, camps that are made by women for women. Okay, so you know, check it out. Even if you're just just interested in martial arts but haven't gotten into it, attend one of the camps and learn a little bit about um, about different types of martial arts because we got different levels of classes. So August 14th through the 17th. In fact, you know, let me double check. Let me look in a real calendar. Yeah, I was right, 14th through the 17th. Um, yeah, check it out. It'll be fun. And, oh, and oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Masters Hall of Fame is coming up three months yeah. from Friday. Yes. The like, uh, the nomination uh, is going to end on April 6th. So wow. after that, I think it's uh, I think it's one month is May, and I think mm-hmm. that's when all inductees have to get their paperwork in and dinner taken care of. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so yeah, and, and remember, everybody, we've got 50 people coming in this year, and that's it. Yeah. So even if you haven't sent your paperwork in, get your dinner ticket taken care of. Just reserve your spot and make sure your ambassador knows that they can tell the powers of be that you're taken care of. I know Chris Botto is going to be there. I think Jeff Jeds is going. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, one of my inductees, Key, I cannot remember his last name at the moment. He's going. I've, I've, I've been nominated 12. I'm probably going to see nine there. And it's the famed Roosevelt Hotel. You can't mm-hmm. beat the venue. I just made a, a an inquiry yesterday. Remember the tour you and I took in Hollywood? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm that inquiring cool. at the tour to see if maybe we can set up. I mean, we can't guarantee them anything, but maybe we can set up a coupon code or something like that for the people oh, coming in okay. to maybe take a tour at a, a less expensive price. So what, what mm-hmm. did you think of that tour, by the way? I loved it. I <laughs> I absolutely loved it. And I think that would be really cool if there could be like, you know, some like coupon code for like $5 off admission or something like that. Right. I loved oh, it. And, yeah. And our guests at dinner, their ticket just doesn't get them dinner. It gets some free entrance in the museum too. Oh, see, I mean, see, see folks. You know, get your uh, get your tickets get your tickets in. You know, like Sifu Bob said, you know, we've only got a cap in that room of about 300 people. Once it gets to there, we can't bring any more people in because there's no place to put them. So if you're a nominee, please make sure you get your uh, paperwork in and uh, your reservations made with uh, Mrs. Dana Heck. She'll be the one taking care of those reservations. And I know life happens, and I know you all are busy, but you know, just take. 15 minutes to do it now. <laughs> Don't do it like the day before because, you know, I'll tell you right now, the day before, that's that puts a lot of pressure on the, the staff that's working on the event, a lot of pressure, and we can't guarantee that we'll be able to see you. 
Um, you know, no matter what we can do, you know, I mean, we can try everything, but we can't guarantee that we can see you because we are dealing with space limitation now. So please, please, please get your, uh, get your reservations and nomination that, paperwork in. You know, and you're right. And there's going to be people. And this year we've been able to fudge in years past with the dates. We've said mm-hmm. there's been more suggested dates than a hard line drop dead date. Well, mm-hmm. this year they are a hard line drop dead date. Yeah. Uh, but he always gives those people that are on the border and, and ambassadors. Do you know who I am? <laughs> we, sorry, we can't help you this year. We don't care who you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, is when I got that when I got that last year. Do you know who I am? I, you know, I really didn't know who they were. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I was like, and, you know, uh, and apparently I was like the, the seating hostess, I, you know, and I, I thought to myself, do I look like a seating hostess? I guess I could, but anyway. All right. So, yes, Masters Hall of Fame. That's go. really cool. Um, one more announcement. I just want to uh, let some of our listeners out there that, that also listen to the other shows on our network, Kim Knauss's show that usually airs on Tuesday mornings, uh, Kimberly's Intentional Moment. That show is going to be on hiatus until June. Miss um, Knauss has uh, some uh, other stuff going on. She just started a new job. Congratulations. And she's just going to need a couple months to kind of assimilate to the routine. And she will be back. However, in the meantime, she'll be posting, still posting to our network, some of her back episodes. So stay tuned for those if you did um, yoga and uh, motivational practice with her. All right. Well, I think that's that's it. Okay. So I guess now... We can go to health news. All right, stay tuned, folks. We're gonna we're running uh, about ten minutes behind, so we'll have uh, Chris Botto joining us at about mm, six thirty-five, six forty. All right, so this isn't so much health news as it is health tips, and this is about ways that you can reduce your chances of heart disease or even dying of heart disease. Okay, a new study. In the recent edition of the Journal of the American College of Cardiology found that uh, that you can lessen your chances of heart disease by doing six simple things. And that's pretty good news since studies from the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention found that heart disease is the leading cause of death for American women and men. And did you know, Bob, that last month, February, was American Heart Month? I had no idea. No, no, I, I had no idea. Yeah, so it was uh, it was to observe the different ways that you can uh, uh, throw back the heart disease. All right, number one, and I'm sure everyone's heard of this: don't smoke or stop smoking. Smoking doesn't just hurt your lungs and age your skin prematurely, but it also hurts your heart. In fact, nearly as many smokers die of heart disease as they do from lung cancer. Smoking is a leading cause of preventable death in the United States. And uh, just so just so our listeners know, you can get lung cancer without smoking. Just so you know, my mom dealt with it. I've known a couple of other people that dealt with it. Um, and it's just, you know, cancer's cancer. <laughs> it doesn't care if you smoke or not, but I guess smoking does increase your risk. 
All right. So, you know, if you don't smoke and if you do smoke, ask for help because only about 4% of the people that do smoke are able to quit without counseling or medicine. So don't be afraid to uh, ask for help if you need to. Okay. Number two, get your BMI in check. And that's your body mass index. And the body mass index, or BMI, looks at your height and weight to measure how much body fat you have. Researchers have determined that optimal BMI was between around 18.5 to 24.9, which scientists typically think of as, quote-unquote, normal weight. Now, a normal weight is probably a stretch for most of us Americans. (laughs) Now, the average BMI uh, is 26.5. Five for women, according to the CDC. And uh, my notes, unfortunately, don't give me a figure for men. I don't know why. So go figure. I don't know. Maybe the 18.5 to 24.9 um, is is for the men. I don't, I don't know. But anyhow, check out your BMI. And there are many places online where you can find out your body mass index. So go check it out. Okay. Number three, exercise even if it's just for a couple hours a week, folks, all right? Um, now, um, there's a, for these particular notes, uh, there's a picture of a bunch of people, and they're all looking pretty happy. And uh, uh, the uh, caption says, these people weren't at an hour-long exercise class every day. They only exercised about 2 to 2.5 hours a week, a week, Okay. Now, that's less time than most people spend in the shower each week. It's, it's not a very, you know, high level of activity. But, but the study found even a small amount of physical activity every week made a real difference. So what counts as moderate to vi- vigorous intensity exercise? Well, walking is one of them. So it's backpacking, hiking, bicycling, doing yoga, tai chi, boxing, tennis, any, any team sport. So go out there and get physical. So I guess I don't get to bash on just the weekend warriors anymore. (laughs) Okay, number four, keep a healthy diet. A healthy diet, quote unquote, was based on the Alternative Healthy Eating Index. Um, That's a fancy term that the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Center for Nutrition Policy and Promotion came up with to determine how well American diets conform to the recommended healthy eating patterns. Now, what does that mean for us? Well, it means that if we are active, we can eat about 2,000 to 2,200 calories a day and still maintain our weight and still be considered healthy. If you exercise sometimes, you can, you can, um, you can try 2,000 calories. If you have chosen to sit in front of the TV most nights, keep your diet to 1,800 calories. Now, folks, it's not just about counting calories. You should be eating a balance of food from all major food groups. So, you know, vegetables and grains and dairy and uh, fruit and all that other kind of stuff. So, well, now anyway. wait a minute, Rusty. I'm, I'm eating some Lay's chips. At one time, they were they were a vegetable. At one time, they were a legume. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait Does a minute, potatoes. Potatoes, are those legumes or are they vegetables? I forget. Anyway, somebody call us and let us know. 347-677-0699. And uh, speaking of calling us, folks, stay tuned. If you're calling in just to listen to the show, um, stay tuned. We'll have Sifu Chris Bado joining us. We're running about five to ten minutes behind on our first segment. So stay tuned. We'll have him uh, joining us in a little bit. 
All right. Now, number five is watch a limited amount of television. That guideline is painful for some people who, who work for a TV company. But the good news is you don't have to give up Scandal and Downtown Abbey completely. Now, limited television is estimated at about seven hours a week or less. That means there's room for Anderson Cooper 360 also. Earlier studies have found people who watch more than seven hours of TV tend to sleep less and weigh more. You figure all that sitting around? <laughs> yeah, no and, yeah, and and besides, folks, sitting for long periods of time disrupts your metabolism. Too much sitting may indeed kill you, a study has shown. So if you're going to watch TV, at least do it standing or exercising a bit while watching. <laughs> all right, number six, or actually, yeah, number six, drink alcohol, but in moderation. That's a tip. Believe it or not. Oh, I thought they were giving me permission. (laughs) Well, according to this study, it's giving you permission, but in moderation. So if you binge drink, I know, if you binge drink, then you're screwed, buddy. It it doesn't matter how healthy you eat during the week, you are screwed, bro, if you binge drink and get all hungover and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So anyway, yes, you know, I, I did say you are allowed to drink. And uh, most of the people that have, that avoided heart disease, even in high-risk situations, drank alcohol. Now, like I said earlier, the key is to be moderate about it, okay? And that's defined as about one drink a day. Now, if you're pregnant, don't, you know, don't, don't do that, okay? That's different. Okay, now earlier studies have shown that women who do drink in moderation have a better chance than non-drinkers of staying healthy as they age. Moderate drinking can reduce inflammation, promote healthy cholesterol levels, improve insulin resistance, and help blood vessels function properly. Now, the CDC suggests that you shouldn't start drinking for the health health impact if you don't already drink. <laughs> There's a lot of extra calories in alcohol. <laughs> now, some final advice out of all those uh, six little tips, okay? Um, the, the, this particular study... Uh, was led by uh, Andrea K. Chomastik. And uh, she said that an, that an important takeaway from the studies is that people who follow just one of these six habits improve their chances of avoiding heart disease. Now, she says that it's uh, not a do-all-or-nothing type of thing. Um, even if you targeted one or two of these behaviors, your chances will improve significantly. The other takeaway, she says, is that you should start doing one or all of these things while you are still young, long before you show any signs that you could be heart sick. So anyway, that's uh, that's our uh, tips on six ways to improve the odds and beat heart disease. Very cool. Awesome. Well, let's move on. Let's get on to... Weird News. All right. What do we got for weird news? Oh, let me get to my notes. <laughs> I was not prepared. Now, this, people that do stuff out of anger to hurt themselves is sheer stupidity. Right, right. Uh, this weird news. Man burns house when niece refuses to drive him for a beer run. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. When Jerome Clemens' niece refused to drive him to the liquor store, 
he got all fired up. <laughs> no pun intended. No pun intended. So, <laughs> so much that he torched a vehicle and burned part of his home. He was. Cle- Clemens, 44, was arrested and charged with one count of arson on Wednesday for the heated incident. Boy, this guy knows how to write. Wow, you know this, <laughs> this is getting kind of this is getting kind of corny. Okay, <laughs> just a slightly uh, yeah. incident on December fourteenth in his house in Boynton Beach, Florida. Clemens had already been drinking when he asked his niece to drive him to the liquor store to replenish his beer supply. The Florida Sun Sentinel re- reported when she declined. The two argued, but Felton left because tempers had flared. Clemens' brother, James Clemens, who was also at the house, told the police Jerome kept mumbling about about how he was tired of it all, the Miami News Times reports. The brother started making dinner when he observed Jerome pouring gas over a large area rug placed on top of of a four-wheel ATV. The suspect then alleged set the ATV on fire with a lighter, according to a police report obtained by the Huffington Post. Soon, the rug, the ATV, a garbage can, and miscellaneous plates and clothes were all ablaze. James Clemens put out the fire with a garden hose before calling police. Officers said Jerome had multiple burns blisters and peeling skin on his right arm from his fingers to his shoulder. He also smelled of gasoline. <laughs> gasoline and booze. He was taken to the hospital to be treated for second degree burns. Although a corner a corner of the house was burnt, damaged and the damage was minimal. The in Wow in, this in, isn't Clemens' first arrest in unique circumstances. In October of 2012, he, he was charged with disorderly conduct after dialing 911 and and telling the dispatcher he had a cold and wanted medical attention, according to the Palm Beach Post. Oh hmm. my God! This guy, was not, this guy was an idiot. Oh my gosh! Jeez. Oh, uh, <laughs> All right, so you hear that, folks? Don't be drunk arsoning. Anywhere around. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to entertainment news. Well, Alrighty, this, bud. this was sad. You know, we lost on Friday a true icon from the 60s and 70s. We yeah, lost so Leonard sad. Nimoy. That was really uh-huh. sad. Well, Captain James T. Kirk announced that he will, be, he will not be going to Spock's funeral that was today. And I hope they made it through the rain. Why? Because he is doing charity work right now and sends his regrets. This is one of those instances where they actually oh. stay friends after all these years. And yeah. he actually regrets not being able to be there. So Captain bet. Kirk says he won't be there when Spock beams up for the last time, despite their decades of friendship. William Shatner oh. says he he's in Florida for a Red Cross ball, a commitment that he had made prior to Lee Noy's death on Friday morning, and regretfully will have missed, have to miss the funeral service on Sunday. Shatner adds, I feel really awful. Here I am doing charity work, and one of my dearest friends is being buried. He says, we will take time on Sunday to celebrate Nimoy's life, 
and encourages and encourage fans everywhere to do the same. Oh, yeah. What a what a what a sad day. That was the first thing I woke up to Friday morning. And I was like, "Oh, man." That that just Oh, bites, great. Before your coffee? Boy, that must have been one hell of a day. Coffee. <laughs> I was sad. I was sad and had coffee and I was wide awake sad after the coffee. So, yeah. Well, you know, he lived long and prospered. So, he, you know, he made a big big difference and you know i remember when he used to do the voiceovers for in search of you remember that series in search yeah. of where they would go around and like search for like bigfoot and ufos and and stuff like that yeah yeah noah's uh, ark and all that crap yeah yeah i you know and that was great he never had a break in in his career unlike you know some actors they get really big during a series you know like adam west or something like that they get really big and then it just kind of like Peter's off for a little bit, and then they might make a comeback. Well, Leonard Nimoy never had a break. It was it was really cool. He had a very successful career, and uh, you know we wish the best for his family. All right, um, okay. Before we take a short break, let's do the trivia of the week. Now, the trivia of the week is uh, just that trivia of the week. I'm going to go ahead and ask a question, and if any of our listeners out there know the correct answer. All you have to do is give us a call, 347-677-0699. Be sure to press 1 if you want to talk to us and answer the question, or if you want to talk to our guest, Chris Botto, a little bit later. Um, and if your answer is right, you get to have the opportunity to be a guest co-host with me and Sifu Bob on a upcoming episode. And as well as being a guest co-host, you get to choose the guest. Now, you know, please make sure that you choose a guest that we can probably get. So if you want Jean-Claude Van Damme or Chuck Norris, it's probably not going to happen unless you know Jean-Claude Van Damme and Chuck Norris and can set that up. <laughs> All right. So here is the trivia question of the week. All right. I got to find my notes now. Here we go. The oldest street in San Francisco was originally called DuPont Street, but was later renamed after a president. What street is this? Let me say that again. The oldest street in San Francisco was originally called DuPont Street, but was later renamed after a president. What street? Well, if you know the right answer, give us a call, 347-677-0699. All right. Let's do this. Let's go ahead and take a short break, and when we come back, We'll uh, start our discussion with Sifu Chris Botto, so don't go away. We'll be back in about four minutes. A boy born in Joplin, Missouri, was fascinated by anything with wheels and a motor. The odds of him going on to fascinate millions with his talent, one in 260,000. The odds of him having 15 career NASCAR victories, one in 1.7 million. The odds of a child being diagnosed with autism, one in 68. I'm Jamie McMurray, and my niece has autism. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. You know, a lot of kids in my neighborhood have really bullied me. There's these teenagers around my neighborhood who sometimes just ride around us on their bikes calling calling us swear words and like throwing stuff at us. He grabs my jacket just to get in line first. And he was running after me and then he grabbed me by the hood and I started choking. I wasn't doing anything. He called me gay because he didn't like me. 
bullying is wrong because it like hurts people's feelings and it makes you feel bad about yourself. It can make someone feel uncomfortable and scare them and make them not want to go back to school. It lowers their self-esteem. And it doesn't just always hurt on the outside. It also hurts on the inside. But do you know what I say when he's bothering me? I say, don't do that. If you don't stop, then I'll go tell the teacher. Stop. Could you please not do that anymore? Stop. Stop bullying. It is not cool. Hi folks, this is Restita De Jesus of Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio. And I just want to send a shout out to a good friend of the Dynamic Dojo show, Mr. Justin Harvey. Now Justin's got two big passions in the world, and those are radio and martial arts. A student of Frank Duke's, Justin is a true student of the arts. Now Justin has cerebral palsy, but that doesn't stop him at all. In fact, If somebody says that something can't be done, Justin will just get out there and do it, no matter what. He's the host of The Justin Harvey Show and has had guests such as Cynthia Rothrock, Frank Dukes, Ernie Reyes Sr. and Jr., Eric Lee, and many more. The Justin Harvey Show is syndicated on iTunes, so what are you waiting for? Go check it out. Hi, this is Frank Duke. This is T.J. Douglas Wong. Hi, this is Kumu Lua, Michelle Manu, and you're listening to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show. The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real things that are going on in the martial arts world. Do you have an idea for a guest or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio Show? If you do... You can email your suggestions and ideas to dynamic dojo radio host at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. All right. If you're just now tuning in, this is Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Restita and Robert. And uh, we have a very special guest today, uh, Mr. Chris Botto. And I'm going to go ahead and bring the phone over to Sifu Bob over here. And Sifu Bob, could you do the honors of introducing our special guest tonight? Well, you know, for the last couple months, Chris and I have been running into each other at the museum. And then we saw each other at the uh, premiere of a Shunny Bees movie. Uh, and we've seen each other actually the last couple of weeks uh, at the museum. He's a kickboxing instructor. He's a kung fu practitioner. He is uh, certified under Leo Fong and Wei Kun Do. Please help me welcome to the show, Sifu Chris Bato. Hey, what's up, guys? Can hey. Yep, we can hear you just fine. Rosita, Robert, thank you for having me on the show. This is quite an honor. Um, this is just a blessing. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us oh, and taking thank the you for being time here. out of your schedule. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, we'd like to uh, get our listeners um, on track with your background. So if you could tell our listeners a little bit about uh, how you got started in the martial arts and a little bit about your training. All right. Well, um, gee, how do I start? 
Um, <laughs> well, you know, uh, my parents were uh, immigrants, and they came to America. And, um, you know, they were looking for the American dream. Mm-hmm. So, you know, working nine to fives, trying to do everything, they would get into lots of fights, right? So we had a friend that helped us, you know, set up and get everything situated, and uh, he knew martial arts. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, he didn't like the fact that my parents were always fighting. So he would always take me to the side and basically, like, teach me some stuff. And, like, he didn't want me around that kind of stuff. And he wasn't, like, no big-name guy. It was just something that, that he did on his own to to help me out, you know. Mm-hmm. Very grateful for it, and I love him for it, and God rest his soul. And then... um when I got when I was nine years old, I got into uh, an art called Chung Mudo, mm-hmm. and um, that was my first experience into like schools and stuff like that, where you get a belt and stuff like that. And um, the greatest experience I've ever had. And if you guys ever have a chance, check it out because that, you know, that's a big, uh, big controversy with that art. So that's a great mm-hmm. thing. So <laughs> um, continue the training because uh, all the schools you know, that I've been to closed down, unfortunately. And that's why I'm a big supporter of other martial artists and other schools, because it is hard, you know, out there. Mm-hmm. And continue training in uh, Plum Flower Kung Fu Manis under Sifu Lisa Wynn, Houston, Texas. Uh, did that for quite a bit. Um, went into Taekwondo afterwards. And as a kid, I really didn't know the difference between uh, martial arts. I thought everything was Kung Fu. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know. And I fell in love with it. I mean, movies were actually my big inspiration. You know, I mean, a lot of people do it because they got bullied or anything. But to me, it was because I really wanted to get into film. Mm-hmm. So that's why I really did martial arts. And um, years later, you know, just kept on training. Met a person by the name of Wallace Cup in Houston, Texas. He would guide me, teach me, teach me everything there is to the business and everything. And... Uh, then I moved to California, and I met Leo Fong, and now I'm studying under him. Playing, Very you know. cool. So it's been a blessing. Awesome. Very cool. Yep, I think, yep, you yep. know, I, I think a lot of people um, get into martial arts uh, because of the because of uh, TV and, and, and the movies and stuff like that. And it's a, you know, it's a different generation because now a lot of uh, the the younger generation get into martial arts because of UFC, right? Yes, you right, know, and then there's right. us that had gotten into martial arts because of, you know, Kung Fu, the TV series, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. or yeah, or, I didn't get a chance any... to grow up. You know, I was growing in the '80s, so I didn't get a chance to uh, see Bruce Lee. I knew about him. To me, that was like the real serious part of it. Like, well, anyways, I get to that. To me, I grew up with Van Damme and Jackie Chan and Jet Li, mm-hmm. you know, and, and what I saw on the screen, I was like, wow, dude, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> just many nights, man, just watching all the movies and, and, you know, and then moving out here to California, go to the Martial Art History Museum, which is a freaking awesome place, man. I mean, everybody that I grew up watching is there, you know, they come Isn't and visit. Cool? And have a Cynthia Rothrock, which, you know. I had a little crush on when I was a kid, but <laughs> anyways. I, <laughs> I have a crush on her now. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I know. Right? Tell me about it. She's beautiful still. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. you know, It, shows and, you yeah, what the, it's, it just shows you what martial arts can do. Exactly. Exactly. It's, um, oh, is that, 
Is that my? Whose line is that? <laughs> That's me. You know. What's the? You know, I had a, a a pop up come up or something, and then it started to play this music, right? And uh-huh. now I can't get dude to shut it off. I don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> it's probably like um, you probably hit something on a on a on another window, and it just went into autoplay. But <laughs> now. While he's taking care of that, <laughs> um, you know, I've I heard that you've recently been certified in Waikindo under Leo Fong. Con- congratulations! That is correct. That is correct. I mean, yeah. very recently. So, you know, for our listeners out there that don't know what the WKD is, um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about Waikindo? Well, first, I when I was studying under Leo, uh, I got with him because of the Chief Fong program. And Chi Fung is basically um, simplified Tai Chi with resistance. You can use weights mm-hmm. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And my parents uh, ran a nursing home back in Houston. So I'm really big into elderly care because I've seen what happens to people, you know. Mm-hmm. That's why if anybody's listening to this right now, you know, you take care of your parents. You only have one of them. So you make sure you take care of them good. That's right. And um, <clears throat> he started explaining to me about his style of boxing. And, you know, as many people that are not familiar with Leo Fong, <laughs> he was Bruce Lee's best friend and training partner, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, he started getting, because I have a kickboxing background, he started, you know, teaching me that. And um, I met a great group of guys, and everybody brings skill to it. But anyway, so to simplify it, it's basically uh, Jeet Kune Do boxing. You know, basically, mm-hmm. um, what works, what he's had, what he's gone through, and it's an advanced boxing system that um, that's been proven through his fights, and uh, it's just another way of uh, getting fit and practicing martial arts. And it Very is great. Cool. You can use your own like art to it, so it's really cool. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very cool. So you got that, so. listeners. That's Wei Kindo. <laughs> Wei Kindo, Chi Fung. That's right on, Chi Fung. You know, uh, awesome. last night, I know you missed it, Chris, but last night was, uh, you know, when May You Day at the museum. I know. And Doug Fong, or Doug Fong, Jesus, I'm sorry, Doug. Doug Fong <laughs> said something very interesting. He's, he said he's been very fortunate meeting some of these great masters, and he knows within our community some there are people that try to keep secrets that do mm-hmm. not let you meet certain people. And his his view last night was share, introduce them, share with all these people. Like you, it was very fortunate that you met Si Fu Fong. Yes, sir. Mm. It, you know, that, that, that it's a humbling experience because he's such a great guy. At his age, he moves like he's 20. Oh man, it's I, I mean it inspires me because as a kickboxer, you see a lot of these and especially MMA, especially what's going on now, everybody is already crapped out at 50, 40 years old. They can't even move. And you see this guy at 86 years old and he's just moving faster than you and I'm like, "Wow." You know, just keep at it and and always eat healthy and I was I was listening to your top 6, you know, and and guys, it's important because when you hit that age, <laughs> You're not you're not healthy. It's mm-hmm. gonna be painful. Trust me. <laughs> so definitely. definitely get your workout in now. So. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely. And yeah, in the in the uh, health tips that I said a little earlier, you know, I guess all it takes is 2.5 hours a week just to have a little bit of, little bit of, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? A little bit of improvement than people that just sit around all day. So very and cool. Don't forget alcohol either. Yeah, um, yeah. We can't forget I'm that. I'm going to go have my health thing right now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I said I was going to have my health shake right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, ahead, I mean, Chris. it's been a blessing, man. This has been awesome. And, and you know, I'm not really about, you know, it's about, I mean, I'm really, really old school. And I and I kind of figure that I'm like one of the last of the old school because I'm 34 right now. Mm-hmm. And times are changing. Uh, martial arts is evolving. And, um I don't know where it's going to go from now. I just hope it just has good ethics. Mm-hmm. So That's right. And, oh, Rousey, before you jump all over me about nominating a 34-year-old to the Masters Hall of Fame, he turns 35 on June 5th. Mm-hmm. I, so he's, he's I, good. I, 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 I didn't want to have that I'm conversation like, later. I was like, what are you talking about, man? I wasn't, like, going to say anything. <laughs> that's a true honor. I mean, I... That's like something that's out of, I mean, I don't even know how to explain that, but I believe that if you do get to a certain level, you have a responsibility now. You know, people look up to you. You know, students look up to you. Other people look up to you. And if you act a certain way and you promote health and fitness and martial arts and and love, you know, you're doing the right thing, you know. That's right. That's right. And I'm I'm just, I wish this backfighting and, and everything would just stop in the community and stop trying mm-hmm. to drag us into it. We want yeah. nothing to do with that crap. Right. Well, I don't even know right. how that got to I, It looks like that's been going on for, like, many years, you know, ever since the samurai days and kung fu versus karate and all that stuff. And right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I never understood. I never understood the whole why I got to, you know, martial arts is about health and fitness now. It's not, we're not in war with swords you know, it's about helping children not be bullied now, helping women to prevent, uh, self, you know, to do self-defense with women. And, and it's, I don't understand how this where I'm going to, you know, my art's better than your art. Well, dude, your your mindset is in a total different way, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, you, you know what I've been noticing, too, you guys, is that, you know, there's this big um, insurgence of, of you, know, you have to have lineage to be legitimate, you know, you've got yeah. like rank police and and legitimacy police like uh, trolling through Facebook, and it's like, really, it, well, really, you have to have lineage. You know, it's like I'm waiting for someone to try and like call me out on Kaja Campbell. I'm like, oh, you want lineage? Let me give you lineage. Beautiful but it's art, like, by the way. Beautiful art. Oh, thank you. But you know, I what I it, that's part of the infighting. I mean, I'm seeing people like lamb blasting other people all across you know, the internet because they think that someone else doesn't carry a lineage that goes back to, you know, feudal Japan. And oh, trust it's, me, it's I, I'm so sad. I hear you <laughs> know, when I first started getting into this, uh, the Kung Fu community, because I really loved it. I mean, I really want to be part of it. And these Kung Fu guys are really strict on, hey, you know, who's your lineage, how you been, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, I'm unfortunately... I had get a chance to study under Wei Fei Hong for 30 years. I'm sorry, you know, but I at least yeah. I, 
I studied martial arts. I love it. And, and if other people see that I love it and they want to train, then that's the point, you know? Exactly. You don't want to you don't want to antagonize and and cause more problem because you know I can simply say I mean I don't want to go there but then if you go lineage and all this I was like well what have you done with your martial arts how many people have you helped and have you ever had any full contact fights mm-hmm. <laughs> so right exactly that's words of wisdom right there Chris thank you um, hey it looks like hey Bob it looks like we have a caller. And we have I a think caller. I, oh, yeah. I was going to say thorn in my side. <laughs> because of the family say. show, I left it low. I left it north of where I really wanted him to be a pain. <laughs> well, I think I know. I think I know who it is. Is this is this Sheehan Allen Woodman? <laughs> Area code six one nine. Hey, you guys were talking about people blasting people on the internet, and my ears started burning. Yeah, <laughs> and then I saw the, the 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 control board light up. I'm like, I bet that's Alan. <laughs> no, I, I'm actually I I I'm in um I'm in Burbank now, as a matter of fact. Uh, and uh, hey, Bob, I, I just ordered two pizzas. So, <laughs> um, oh, cool. No. You better uh, get over Mike, there, Mike, Bob. Yeah, I'm I'm right down the street from Bob. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, Chris Bono. Hey, how you doing, brother? Hey, Sheehan Woodman. Awesome. What's up, man? Hearing you. Uh, hey, everybody, you know, everybody make sure that you check you. out Sidekick Publications yeah, as well. That's right. So, you know, I I just got back from Mexico. I was in Mexico doing a couple seminars and had a great time. Uh, and uh, Leo Fong, amazing person, you know. Mm-hmm. So just just listening into the show today, guys. That was it. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Just, just listening into the show, and I I like your comments about the legitimacy. You know, the that lineage thing that you were talking about. You know, everyone has lineage. Everyone yeah. has lineage. Whether mm-hmm. you started yesterday or you started twenty years ago, you got lineage. So the the whole thing of you know, how far back does it go? Well, you know, let's be honest, pretty much almost every martial art can go back, you know, 100 mm-hmm. years, 200 years, you know, if you really want to just keep searching that link because somebody taught somebody that taught somebody that taught you eventually. So, exactly. Yeah. Everybody's got lineage, you know. Everybody's every, got I, it. I agree. Definitely. So, I, I agree. We all agree. It's just that it's just so sad to see that kind of like infighting, you know, even within arts, Right, like even oh, within yeah. karate, it's like, well, you know, you're da 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 da, and no, Tatsuoshima taught me, not you, and you know that kind of thing. And it's like, really, come on, you guys, you know, it's not making, yeah, it's not making yeah, the martial arts example, over. you know. It the does. Kids well, see this, you know, just exactly. imagine that the kids are seeing this. Exactly. The only stipulation, the only stipulation I would put on it is all a, a real brief story would be. The guy I met in Texas who told me that he learned his kung fu by transcendental meditation and went back to the Shaolin uh, monastery 600 years ago and trained with the monks then. That was my only questionable lineage. That was the only one that I mm. was like wasn't sure. And that's true. That's a true story. He really he really did say that. <laughs> wow, yeah, but guys. Right now, I mean, I think we all know. Right now, the the biggest beef right now in martial arts is MMA versus traditionalists. Yeah. And, you know, I have a close friend by the name of Nelson Chin, who Joe Rogan, um, 
uh, if you're hearing this, you know, I'm not causing any beef. I just, I found it childish, you know, because, I mean, we're supposed to promote one another, you know, and I know that if one person attacks the other person, the other person's going to attack in a better way, you know? Right. And as traditionalists, we should be more, you know, like turn our other cheek and be like, ah, whatever, dude, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's that's the thing right now is that MMA is taking the glory right now. So we should support that. Okay, fine. That's great. You know, you are great athletes. I mean, it took the the brawlers off the streets and put them in the ring, and they're humbled now, some of them yeah. at least. You know, yeah. congratulations <laughs> to Ronda Rousey and Jean LaBelle. That was awesome. Yeah, right? 14 right? seconds, guys. Go, 14 Ron, seconds. Right? 14 seconds. It was crazy quick. I was like, I had, I had, to, I had to replay it five times because I blinked and missed it the first time. <laughs> Hey guys, <laughs> no, honestly, hey guys, and honestly, the thing the thing is, is this, is that MMA and all the other stuff, it's a sport, guys. There's a referee. They break it up, you know, yeah. on the streets. Because my mom, and I love my mother, it's she got mugged like ten years ago at a mall during Christmas, and I wasn't there to protect her, you know. And I told her, you need to learn martial arts or have mace or something, you know. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, when you go to your car. And you can protect yourself or protect your family or a child can protect yourself against a stranger. That's the whole thing right there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not about, oh, my karate is better than your karate. It's about, you know, surviving in a moment or getting, you know, all the health stuff. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Hey, Chris and our seats, I, I have a question for you. Don't, you know, you just mentioned the, 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 the Ronda Rousey fight last night. Um mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, this is the third fight in a row that she's gone under 30 seconds to end the fight. Yeah. 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 No offense, if I'm buying tickets to these fights, I'm starting. I'm going to start getting pissed. Dude, I know, it's starting to be a Tyson. It's starting to be a Tyson. No, I didn't get I mean, if anybody goes back, anybody remember the Tyson fights back in the day? Oh, yeah. my yeah. God. 30 bucks, yeah. hey, 90 bucks, bam, done in, in first done. round. Done, and you're done. Yeah, and it's right? kind of like, really? Give us more undercards so that way it's more of our, <laughs> you know, you know worth I, our money. I think maybe somebody <laughs> needs to talk to Ronda Rousey and say, hey, hey Ronda, you, know, you think you can just, like, coast this one to the sun just to get a little more play? <laughs> yeah, no, right? That's at least two rounds. Yeah. yeah she's like, great, though. Like, you know, big up to her, man, and, and she's yeah. a phenomenal athlete. Exactly. Well, I yeah. don't know if you guys remember we had Rhonda we had Rhonda on the Sidekick Talk radio show uh about a year and a half ago. You know, and, oh, and yeah. she was that's right, yeah. She's a phenomenal person and a great artist and you know I, I wish her all the best and like you know I mean this is a woman you know what I love about it? This is a real woman who's not only just beautiful and talented in her martial arts, she's on the cover, she's inside Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue this year, mm-hmm. and she's the top A game of MMA right now. You can't yeah. get better than that. Yeah, and judo champ, and Olympic judo yeah. And I, I'd hate to be, I'd hate to be her, her uke because boy, she, <laughs> have you seen, have you guys seen the latest, uh, the latest one where some other guy in a, judo judo top and mma shorts said you know i really don't think i think he said something like, i really don't think judo works or something like that and you know i basically <laughs> dare you to throw me not the one oh, where man. not not the one where the guy got like you know put the yeah. sleeve but uh, yep. he, uh he goes i don't think you know you want to throw me and she's like are you serious and then wham <laughs> just kind of took him down with an ogoshi and the guy's like i think i cracked the ribs 
I think I, it, I think he was serious. It's always, always going to come from people who actually never trained in that art. It's always going to come from that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. It's always going to be, oh, that jujitsu doesn't work until you break your arm with jujitsu, and they go, oh, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, you can't throw me with judo, really. Oh, you threw me with judo. Oh, darn it. Oh, well, you know, everybody, you know, there's always going to be one person that says, uh, oh, well, that doesn't work, you know. But that's not the that's not the idea. It's it's about repetition. It's about learning something exactly. new. It's about challenging your mind. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, and and, it, and it's apparent that it's apparent that Rhonda can do any throw from any situation because she was like in her street clothes, you know, and she just put this guy on the ground hard, and I was like, oh, now that's mastery when you can do it anytime, anywhere, and and it's part of her. You know, she lives yeah. it, she breathes it, and that's, you know, that's that's the point, like you said, Chris, that's the point, and not the, well, oh, my style's better and all that crap. Go ahead, Bob. The thing is, well, Rusty, she was an Olympic-level competitor. Yeah. She was no joke before Dana White ever called her. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Amazing, amazing woman. Yep. Amazing. That's the goes to show that, you know, don't, don't, underestimate a person and 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 women can do just as much damage as a man can that's right you know which brings up oh, a point I, I got a, an email from somebody a few years ago and said do you think a, a an untrained man can be a trained woman i said i don't know i i, I bet uh somebody like Gracie and concealings could probably still whip your ass and he said oh right. she's too old she's too old i wouldn't want to hurt her we were well, we were know, doing seminars up in Twenty Nine Palms, and she was slapping my son around, which I yeah, paid and, for, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I I I remember hearing that she was actually attacked by uh, a couple of guys, um, and uh, one of them had a knife, and she disarmed and just beat the crap out of her attackers. Uh, I forgot where I read it. I forgot where I heard it, but she has been you know attacked on the street and used what she knew and it's kind of like i'm sorry i'm too she's too old i don't want to hurt her really oh my gosh and there's going to come a point where that guy is going to be too old and some young woman isn't going to want to hurt him (laughs) so it's like you know somebody like Rhonda. (laughs) anyway (laughs) now um we were Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that the average person on the street doesn't know martial arts. He doesn't practice yeah. fighting, you know. And if you join a school or you, I guess, it, and also if you're self-taught and you practice punches every day, you you are ahead of that person who's attacking you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. But of course, you got to practice a lot, you know. So Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. It's not about it's not about just the hitting. It's uh, you know it's it's also about the strategy and all that other cool stuff. And not to mention all the benefits for kids when you know when they learn martial arts as, at a young age. Which is why it is so sad that there is a lot of infighting and the kids see it. You know they'll nope. see it online. They see it on Facebook. I know they do. And um, it's just not the example that we should be setting for those kids. But that's right. 
Yeah. Now, speaking of um, like being in the ring um, and stuff like that, you you actually competed professionally in Sanda. Is that correct? That is correct. That is correct. The whole Sanda League. Uh, Big shout out to Nick Screema because yeah, uh, yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, the World Sanda League, um, especially for these MMA guys who are looking to build up their amateur record, Mm -hmm. that's a great way to start. Um, I did it because I started late. And last night I actually went to a kickboxing uh, fight, and it just drove me. I was like, oh, man, I want to do it again. But these guys are just at a whole nother level. They are. It's crazy. And I know that because I know the training. <laughs> they train every – I mean, they train to their life is done. I mean, they love it, you know. Mm-hmm. That's too much training. But anyways, um, I did it because I wanted to see where I was. And mm. um, I got addicted to it. I really wanted to go, oh, you know what? I won my first match. I got to go do another one. I gotta do another one. I gotta do another one. And if you lose, then you are depressed and you're like, Oh man, I'm not good enough. And you gotta understand that maybe this guy he trained harder than you. He yeah. wanted it more than you, you know what I mean? Mhm. And um I just love that whole atmosphere of competing and 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 bringing like now that I'm teaching with, with my own kids and adults bring them to that atmosphere and meet other people who who study different other arts and stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. There's nothing like there's nothing like in the ring. Or competing yeah. in form. All that stuff is great. I love it. That's awesome. Now when 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 I was uh, competing in Wushu in the USAWKF and the IWUF, you know, back nice. then the Sanda was already, you know, crazy in in my eyes. I'm like, oh my God, look at them look at them go. And you're right, nowadays it, it, these guys are at a whole different level compared to you know the early 1990s and stuff like that and the or not the early 19 the late 1990s when I was actually competing. But so for our listeners out there that have no idea what Sanda is, can you kind of give a quick overview of what it is and and probably so, what the difference is between Sanda, Sanda and like let's say Muay Thai? I'm sorry, go on. Oh, uh, sorry. Um, I'm sorry. And, I'm and just because my. Yeah, okay. Uh, Sanda is basically uh, the Chinese military's art of finishing a person quickly and moving on to the next. Um, cool. It was developed in the 70s, and when that's when it really got um, its name. Mm-hmm. And basically, they needed a competition aspect of Kung Fu. And Kung Fu, uh, you know, they have their own style of, of sparring, but it, it gets a little dangerous. I mean, there's just a little bit too much more movement than that. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's just like kickboxing. Depending on where our parts of the world are, there's different rules, but we implement throws. Mm-hmm. You know? And now that each each kung fu has their own sanda, now you can see hungar sanda, you can see praying mantis sanda, you can see all kinds of sandas now. Mm-hmm. But that was the more the 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 competing form of kung fu, and the person who's really made it famous. In my opinion, who's the king of Sanda is Kung Lee. Kung Lee mm-hmm. is the king. He, mm-hmm. I mean, he man. destroyed everyone on the ring. I mean, the guy's amazing. And mm-hmm. if you guys ever have a chance, just type in S A N D A in in the YouTube or anywhere, and you will see the level of competition that they do in there. You know, mm-hmm. last night I went to the W C K. Kickboxing Championship in uh, Moranago Casino, and they had Mutai versus Sanda. Basically, it was China mm. versus USA, and it was just a battle. I mean, it was these wow. guys. I go 
down. The endurance was incre- incredible, and I was like, oh, my God, dude, these guys are just, oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah. is definitely a great sport. It's, it's a great sport. It doesn't get its recognition like it should, but... Um, you know, it's it's slowly it's slowly getting out there more. You know, I hope so because it is exciting to watch. It, it's very exciting, and 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 it and it makes it hard to 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 judge at at these you know IWF and, and USAWKF tournaments. Like I was at the uh, oh, what is the name of the tournament series that Nick Screamer puts on? It's like the uh, there's anyway, the, he, there's the World Sonda League, and then there's the ICMAC, which is yeah, the yeah, ICMAC, ICMAC, yeah. I was judging yeah, at an ICMAC, right. and uh, uh, there was like you know the Laytai set up, and people were going, and it just made it hard for me to be a judge because it was really fun to watch during the other events, and I found myself you know always looking toward the Laytai and going, oh wait, I, I got to pay attention to this this competitor. Okay, okay, it's just it's just so cool. So do check it's it out, explosive. folks. Look on YouTube. Look on YouTube, definitely. check it out. S A N D A. All yeah, right. Yeah. Let's take the mic so, over to Sifu Bob. T- tell us a little bit about your curriculum, Chris, because you have a lot of different styles within one school. Uh, plus, now, do you have things like, do you have a kids' program or is it strictly adults? Things like that. T- t- and take us through your curriculum. Well, um, uh, well, I do. Uh, well, there is a child uh, per- uh, curriculum. It's we do traditional and the sanda. So kind of like I wanted to copy the Shaolin Temple in a way, mm-hmm. because in the Shaolin Temple, <clears throat> because they're crazy I and mean, they fight, they do it all day long from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. We don't have that much time in, in America. We have to work. We have to go to school. So we don't have that opportunity to train like that. So what I wanted to do was create a traditional base martial arts where the children get to learn how to earn a rank, uh, hand-eye yeah. coordination with weapons and stuff like that, because nothing is, to me, Kung Fu weapons are the be- most beautiful thing there is. And there's so much, I mean, there's so many weapons in Kung Fu that it just blows your mind and it's so beautiful. And then the the competition aspect of Sanda, which is, you know, the the full contact fighting of, of punching, kicking, and throwing. So... And then now that we um, registered, I mean, certified in Wei Kun Do, we implement that. And um, a lot of my other friends are Jeet Kune Do practitioners. So it's like basically, I mean, that's that's what I came up with, and that's what I teach. So very cool. Oh, that's that's absolutely awesome. Now I saw a couple of the videos that you posted online. I. Uh, do, I mean, do you have a uh, particular night you you, you spar? Uh, no, we spar every day. Every day. Every day we spar. Every day at six p.m. Every day, and this is to ensure wow. that um, that they really, you know, they, and you know, for my competition is one thing, but I'm really worried about kids you know, fighting in the streets, and if they meet the wrong person, you know, they can get hurt. And, mm-hmm. you know, martial arts is about avoiding, too. I mean, you got to use your mind. It's not about all fighting, you know. If you're always walk away from a fight, but if you have to, then you, you can you can put up your hands, you know. You, you, can, you can squab, like how we used to say it back home. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we spar every day. We spar every day. And I spar, I mean, they spar with me every day, these guys. I got a couple of, I got a pro fighter, Martin Hensel, and a couple of amateur fighters. And they, I mean, every day I go home and I'm like bruised on my leg, you know. So 
<laughs> guys, you watch wow. out! Watch out for Martin Hensel. He's he's growing right now. So cool. <laughs> you know, I you know, speaking of walking away a few years ago, a drunk in a in a bar came up to me face to face, face to face with me, and wanted to duke it out. I it was funny, and if you study Collier and Scrimmy, you'll understand. I I did a quick. I was standing a new natural stance, and I did a quick female triangle. Oh, and I went <laughs> around him. He fell on his face. <laughs> almost, almost, and he like awesome. looked back at me and wondering what the hell just happened. This guy just avoided me completely. You know, I tell you one thing. I've been in a lot of. Uh, I don't. I don't. I'm not a person that brags. But I, if I have an opportunity to talk, I'm going to speak on some of the experience I have. So remind me when I talk about Chuck Norris because I got to tell you about that story. But um, so tell us the story. You know, <laughs> oh, I gotta you, okay, here we go. The Chuck Norris story. All right, here we go. Yay! You know, uh, I'm, I'm from Houston, Texas. Okay, and mm. if you guys remember the movie Sidekicks, oh it yeah, it was filmed yeah. in Houston, Texas. Oh yeah. So the premiere was there in Sharpstown Mall, and. Um, I mean, I got everybody's autograph. I got Jonathan Brandis, rest his soul. I got Mako, rest his soul, and John, Joe wow. Piscopo. And I'm waiting for Chuck Norris. I'm waiting for Chuck Norris. Well, my dad was an accountant, and this is before the Internet, okay? Mm-hmm. So he loved his pens because that's what he wrote down stuff with. Mm-hmm. So he gave me his 24-karat gold pen, you know, that he loved and cherished. I see Chuck Norris coming. Chuck, if you're hearing this, and you know this, too, because I've been writing to your page every day almost. <laughs> I go out, I reach out the barricade, he grabs it, signs it, doesn't look at me, gives it to another kid, the kid looks at me, runs away through the crowd, and Ooh. I go home, and my dad, I know he's about to ask me, because me and my, my dad was mean, you know, my dad was mean, where's my pen? So because of Chuck Norris, I got my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Norris, you owe me a gold oh. pen. And he gave your autograph to somebody else. Some other exactly. kid. I know. Exactly. That sucks, man. Oh my so, god. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. That's, Actually that's years tough. later I would meet him in another tournament and I got his autograph again. But still With doesn't a matter. Chuck stuck. I got my ass kicked because of you. <laughs> That's how powerful Chuck Norris is. You know he has a fist in his in his beard. He'll punch you. Well, you gotta watch yeah. out. Yeah, he's so tough. He <laughs> can kick your that. ass. Yes. And not, he can kick your ass and uh, across decades and not even without even you. just thinking. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, but no, I love you, Chuck. You know, and if you ever do, you know, hit me up, man. It'd be awesome to meet you. Right on. Yeah, that, I mean, that, because that's, Chris, that's Chris has learned something. Chris has learned something from me, Rusty. He's never going to say, I'd really like to meet that guy in front of me ever again. Yeah, because you know what, Chris? If you say, I want to meet that guy, and it's someone that Bob knows, you're going to meet them. Oh, my God. It's been a pleasure. I mean, you have no idea. I mean, I was a kid getting in trouble late at night watching these movies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm like, oh, my God. That's that's such and such. That's Frank Dukes. Oh, you want to meet him? What? You want me to? Oh, my God. Meet Frank and Dukes. Oh, my God, dude. Frank Dukes was, uh, you know, I mean, I didn't know about Frank Dukes till like, I was, like, in my teens because, I mean, I was a kid and I saw Van Damme, you know, and, and whatever. But then I found out the story behind Bloodsport, and I'm like, wow, this guy's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he does something He does something stupid again. That We're standing there. Steve Oderkirk's right there. He goes, God, I'd love to meet Steve. I said, come here. 
I interrupted <laughs> student conversation for Chris. I stopped. <laughs> what is, he was talking to Mark Holby, and I stopped the whole thing. Yeah, I'm still, you know, kind of starstruck because these are the people that I love and like, you know, and if anybody's ever seen Kung Pao and Ace Ventura and all these other movies, Bruce mm-hmm. Almighty, this is the guy who came up with it, you know? He's yeah. a great guy, Steve Odenkirk. And because of Robert, I got a chance to, to meet these guys, and, and I'm very grateful. I mean, this was this has been a true blessing. Oh, we, so we hope to introduce you, you to is, more people oh, this oh. year. Oh, I was going to... Oh, I, yeah. I oh, this is going to be a trip for you this year. You. Yeah, this year when you come to Masters Hall of Fame, we hope to introduce you to lots more people. To just kind of, you know, just... Get out there and meet people, you know, because you'll be part of the <laughs> alumni, you know. That'll be great. That's right. Freaking awesome. But what, Freaking what awesome. did you think, Chris? Because you're actually the first of a line of shows we're doing to mm-hmm. highlight the Masters Hall of Fame inductees this year, which we've done the past couple of years, but it's usually like the month before the event, we're cramming four and five people in the show. Yeah. What did you think when you first got your letter? Oh, man. Um, well, you know, honestly, you know, to me, you know, a lot of people either love Bruce Lee or, or they don't want to admit it. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. To me, he has really, um, how do you say in, in a short time of his lifespan, he blew up. So, mm-hmm. you know, as a kid, you're like, man, I want to be like Bruce. I want to be like Bruce, you know? And and that's what you 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 want to be like that because I mean the guy he was loved you know and and once I saw this I was like wow dude wow this is such an honor I mean Bruce was in the the Hall of Fame at 32 and and like I'm trying to like re, re repeat the steps in a way and I'm like wow this is so cool but I don't take it for granted and I really do support all the communities and and. I'm going to do my best to honor that, you know. I'm going to do my best to be a real, you know, I don't know what to say, a real martial artist, I guess. Mm. Huh. True honor. Well, and you know what? When I nominated Rusty in, in 2011, she's like, are you freaking kidding me? Is this a she's joke? Like, That's what I said. Dumbfounded, is this a joke? yeah. Yeah, is this a joke? you got to be kidding, right? <laughs> And now we're doing a show together, and, and and on the executive board, it's like, what happened? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, hey, you know what they say? Uh, uh, to hell with circumstances. I create my own opportunities. So. Oh yeah, that's a yeah, that's a great way to put. It. <laughs> that's a great way to put it. <laughs> now, um, um, I was gonna ask you something, Chris. It was about before we got into Masters Hall of Fame. Oh, fitness. That's right. Fitness. Yes. You're you're a certified fitness trainer. Also. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, so I am. Did, did you find that becoming a fitness trainer was the next step in your career outside of being a, a martial artist and a pro fighter? Did you did you find it was like the next logical thing to do? Well, I first got into. I was always into fitness when I was in my teens. Um. And uh, I, when I got the first chance to move out to L.A. in 2003, I believe, I needed a job bad. And mm-hmm. honestly, I'm gonna, I'm, you know, I'm a real straight shooter. I'm gonna tell you what it is. I saw a man training the most beautiful women I've ever seen, and I said, you know what? I want to become a personal <laughs> trainer. That's awesome. <laughs> and, 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 
And then I met Brian Tice. Brian Tice is not only the most, I mean, he is well-known in the in the fitness industry. I mean, Oprah trains with him. This mm-hmm. guy is, is six-time personal trainer of the year, and he has a facility out in Westlake Village. Um, and I got my first job there. But his facility is actually an obese clinic, okay? Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand how serious fitness was until I met these people because these people really need it. You know, we look at our daily lives, like we see the magazines and we see all these little pretty people on the magazine. We want to be like that. And you don't understand that there's people that if they don't work out in the next week, they're going to die. Yeah. You know, that's how serious it is, you know. And and I got a chance to really learn the anatomy of the body and fitness and everything through Brian Tice. I mean, he was my first mentor and he taught me everything. And I mean, I owe it all to him. And it was through ISSA, which is a great certification course if you if you guys ever want to get into it. Mm-hmm. And I and I got to learn, I mean, how to be fit and and the most the misconception that everybody has is like you go to a trainer, he puts you on a meal plan, he puts you on a workout plan, he he, he expects you to do it off the bat, like you have to do it now. And that's not how you do it because we all have bad habits. Mm-hmm. You have to slowly, gradually get into it, and you have to find somebody that motivates you. And you know you have you you have to find the right time and and you have to find motivation to work out. You know what I mean? It's not going to happen. We live with stress every day, and that affects us. You know, sometimes I don't even feel like teaching, but I have to because I love the kids, I love the adults, mm-hmm. I love doing what I do. But sometimes people don't know what I go through in a daily life. People don't know that I'm human. You know. But fitness, guys, is is definitely something serious. Um, even though it's a like basically a fad, you know. I mean, you go into gyms and they have their own workout clothes and their own shoes, and you got to fit in. And somehow, no man, you, you go in there and you work out, do whatever the hell you want to do. Get a trainer if you want to, and push you. Get fit because, like I said, when you hit eighty, if you're lucky to reach eighty, it's gonna be painful. It's mm-hmm. gonna be painful, guys. Very now, Chris. But I saw one video, and I told you about it, and you, and you said you were a little scared to do it. You must have done some gymnastics or something to, because you're thick. I mean, you're not you're not fat. You're lean, but you're thick. Well, that's from I don't even know how I got video, like that. Man, that, that. I've been the same height since I was fourteen. <laughs> you know. And I, I don't know what the hell happened. All my brothers are tall. My family's tall. I ended up being short. But um, that was Cecil <laughs> Lisa Wynn, actually. She was a tumbler. She did Northern Shaolin Praying Manus. You know, she, when you see somebody else do that to you and they push you and um, you want to be like that. And actually all this tumbling and stuff like that actually is good for you because you get really in good shape and you get flexible and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, I just I just I just loved it because I saw Jackie Chan doing it. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. I saw Jackie flipping and I was like, Oh my god, you know, I wanna do that. How do I do that? And, you know, you are gonna fall. It doesn't matter how many times you fall, as long as you get back up, right? Mhm. So Right. And honestly, if you're looking to do films, if you're looking to do martial art films, you gotta you gotta have your A game. That's the truth. There is no joke mm-hmm. in this in this field. If you want to get into martial art films, 
you better be on top of game because everybody else has moves too. Mm-hmm. So, Definitely. Huh. True, and you know, it's not like back in the day when there weren't that many martial artists that could do the movie. You know, when Chuck Norris was growing up, martial arts was just starting to come over. You know, yeah. now everybody's training. And everybody's doing the falls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And it's never too late to learn. It's, you can always learn it. I mean, I don't know I don't know if you're gonna be the next Scott Atkins or or the next Michael J. White, but at least if you wanna do it, then do it. You know? So. Yeah, thank thank you for saying that because you know just today I was talking to uh, someone about our classes and he said, oh I don't know I'm 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 a little too old and I'm like oh no 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 you're you're never too old and and that 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 belief system is is prevalent you know it's uh it's either I'm too old for martial arts that's a big myth that I hear a lot or from parents martial arts teaches violence. And and it's like, wow, nothing could be further from the truth. And, you know, and but somehow, some way, a lot of uh, a lot of the older generation seem to think that they are too old. And, you know, it's, they're not too old. I know they're not too old. Bob knows they're not too old. So I wonder I wonder what's I've always wondered what makes people think they're too old to do something. I guess, you know, my honest opinion is they're. It's their surroundings. It's 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 what you, who you surround yourself around and what what you're doing with your life. Because if you don't have the correct motivation, if you don't have the people that are pushing you or or people that are doing good around you so that you can look up to them, then that puts like oh I'm not going to be able to do anything, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you have to know flips to do martial arts. Right. You don't have uh-huh. to know. That's just something an entirely different thing, you know. Um, but it's fun. You know, why don't mm-hmm. you want to do something fun, you know? If you want to do yoga, then do yoga. Go out there. Do something. You know, don't be stuck in the house all day, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Very you know. cool. Now, with your fitness uh, fitness uh, certification, do you, do you do, you know, like personal training at your school, or do you incorporate what you've learned into your classes? Well, I used to do per- – I was trying to do personal training on the side, and I'm seeing that it's just – too much. I'm the only te- I'm the only teacher at my school. Oh, so I uh-huh. teach about seven classes a day, and um, I didn't know how hard work it was going to be like that. I mean, it, it takes a it takes a it's toll tough. on you because yeah. you got to work out with the class. Mm-hmm. So you get in great shape, but you still have to, you know, you still get sore, you still get tired, you still get injured, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, it's all about it's all about doing what you love man if you if you if you want to do something out in and and get out there and and learn something new and challenge your mind that's that's what you want to do you know you have to mm-hmm. so. right very cool awesome chuck. you hear that chuck norris <laughs> <laughs> all right let's uh, take the mic over to bob bob do you uh What's your next question there, buddy? I don't know. I was just eating. Alan shows up my my door with a couple of pizzas. Oh, what the heck, man? <laughs> yeah, I still have him on hold, and he's at your door with pizzas. <laughs> hey. Yeah, he had a speaker. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I bet that was weird. <laughs> 
Yeah, you did the museum. Uh, actually, Chris, I, I want to come up and see your school. Alan. Oh, absolutely. Well, I, I want to come up and see your school, man. I'm I want to come up and see your school, dude. I'm at any time, any every. I'm there every day. You know, that's where I live now. You know, so <laughs> that's what I do. Cool. Mm. The right back Alan yep. Woodman. Hold on, let me talk about Alan Woodman. Okay. So I met Alan yeah. Woodman, and um, the first thing I met, he was such a great guy. I mean, he would talk to you and make you feel comfortable because sometimes you meet somebody and it's just kind of weird, especially in the martial art community. And I'm, I mean, the guy has an extensive resume. You know, I mean, right. these are these are like I said. I look up to the, every one of you guys that are on the show, and and everyone that's called in, and everybody that's you've had on the show. Those are my heroes, you know. And Alan Woodman, you know, he's a great guy. He has a the a rare art called Hojo Jitsu. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. ever seen it. And, and I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, dude, awesome stuff. And I, every time I see it, I'm like, oh, dude, that's what Jack Chan did back in the day with a with a sweater, you know. But he actually <laughs> knows the art, you know, like Alan yeah. is on dot. So, I think I didn't get a chance to go to the seminar that he did in Tijuana, but next time I'm definitely going to go to one of his seminars. He's a cool guy. Cool guy. <laughs> hey, hey, man, you're, you're not on. You're, you you're, got, your mic's you not got on. You've got a stool. I'll do one for you anytime you want. <laughs> anytime. Oh, right anytime. on. <laughs> I'm, I'm free today, tomorrow, the next day. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Hell yeah, there you dude. go. Any day. Yeah, good Did checking that. that? down the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we heard him even though his mic was off. <laughs> I know, I kept pointing. I said, your mic's off. <laughs> yeah, not this one. <laughs> yeah, he can just talk into your phone. <laughs> That's awesome. He's a very good martial artist as well. And, you know, you should be very proud to have him on the show. He's a great guy. Well, thank oh, you. very that means cool. A lot. Means a lot. Very cool. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Now, um, the like at the beginning of the show, you said you you, you moved to the California area, um, for a lot of reasons, and one of them was uh, possibly getting into film. Um, how did that yeah. go? Well, my actual first, um, the reason why I moved to California was because of the scene, the martial arts scene. Mm-hmm. In Texas, there are a lot of events that come, but depending on your style, you'll get that events. Like if you have Taekwondo, and you'll have a tournament every month. If you have karate, you'll have it, you know, and, and mm-hmm. certain other arts. Kung Fu, you'll only have like maybe two or three events a year, and and I want to be around that. I want to be, you know, it's, to me that's fun. That's great living. That's That's what I live for. Mm-hmm. And I moved to California because I mean everything's here. Everything I mean, they got Dragon Fest, they got Tiger Claw, International Long mm-hmm. Beach International Tournament. I mean, there's so much stuff here. So that was my main thing. Of course, in my heart, if I had a chance to to do a film like you know whatever, that would be a blessing. I mean, that's what, that's what I that's my main goal. And um, but the business is first. I mean, teaching kids. Teaching adults how to, you know, that's first. And, you know, a lot of people, they, they, they do acting like it was their main thing. Mm-hmm. And I was taught as a young age that, that you have to rely on something in the end. And it's one in a chance, one in a million that you're going to even get close to even doing a film. Mm-hmm. And um, 
just met the right people and got into some stuff. Uh, Leo Leo Fong is actually, you know, he's a producer himself, um, Sky Dragon Productions, and and I got with him, and he said, "Yeah, we do movies," and I was like, "Oh my god, give me a shot, <laughs> give me a shot, I can I can do this." And um, that's it. so far. It's it's I'm just going with the flow, man. I'm just you know I'm just enjoying it. Um, that's that's so cool, and you know, and you know what, Chris? It's it's rare to 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 meet people like yourself that that do all of the classes, um, and I know exactly how you feel. I was teaching like seven eight classes a day, seven days a week, until we managed to get um, enough people certified to be able to take classes for <laughs> for for me. And it, it's it's just so hard, and I you yeah, know I salute you. It does. It, it does. Well, thank you, man. I still, I, you know, I've been, I've seen your bullwhip uh, stuff too, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> don't mess with Rosita, man. She will mess you up. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. And when you say Rusty's gonna whip your ass, she means it. She can hit a cigarette <laughs> out of your mouth, dude. That's incredible. I've never, oh man. Hey, Rusty, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, I, I just want to make sure I'm going to Texas. Um, Going to Texas in April, I have a, a like three weeks of seminars to do in Texas, and uh-huh. I've asked my friend. And you wanted to glow in the dark uh, with, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna turn on your mic. Hold on, I can barely hear you. Let me turn on your mic. Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah. I can like um yeah, like my friend has a my friend has a glow in the dark whip. They're expensive because the paracord is hella expensive but yeah glow in the dark whip would be cool but my dream is to is is to get a uh, fire whip oh uh, fire whip <laughs> fire whip what is a you fire light whip? it on well it's it's basically uh kevlar that is oh. that is woven in the same <laughs> same way as a whip and uh, and everything about it is Kevlar. The 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 lash is made out of Kevlar. The fall, which is the thing on the end, and the cracker is made out of Kevlar. Metal handle, rubber. You know, of course, you got to wear like you know burn proof gloves and stuff like that. But that's what I want to do. I want to do an overhead crack and send a fireball shooting through the shooting through the through the air. I think that would be the coolest thing ever. But anyway, yeah, glow in the dark whip. <laughs> okay, glow in the dark whip. I can't. I can't make any promises on the fire whip, <laughs> but the glow no, in the I, dark whip. I think I can do. Oh, very cool. You know people. You know people in Texas. That's awesome. And what better place to get a bull whip? In Texas, definitely in that's Texas. Right. Yeah, it's also a Shaolin weapon too. So, mm-hmm. it's also a Shaolin. That's weapon. how. That's how I got introduced to it. I actually was introduced to it. Um, at a seminar uh, with the USA Wushu Kung Fu Federation. I, I went through a whole week of seminars and, and the tournament, the Wushu tournament, out in Baltimore. I was going for like uh, maybe six years competing nationally uh, with them, and I got introduced to the Shaolin Bullwhip, and I thought, wow, this is really cool. I, I want to get better at this. Now, I you know, I, I had a bullwhip prior to that because I really liked Zorro. Yeah, and I really liked the fact that he had a bullwhip, and I had you know one of those cheapy ones. But when I saw what this what this monk could do, I was like, "This is crazy cool! I want to do this." And I just sought out circus performers that did it, and and everybody, and and they just said, "Here, you know, try this, try that," you know. And uh, you know, I didn't get a chance to meet Anthony Delanges, which uh, which is a you know skilled uh, whip practitioner and an actor. 
Um, but I've met people that have studied underneath them, and and uh, they're like, yeah, 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 just take your Filipino martial arts and apply it to the whip. It's the same lines. It's, you, it's fine. And it's just been just been a uh, just been a cool obsession. It's, since it's then. pretty amazing. <laughs> I can tell you that. I mean, that's why martial arts is so beautiful. I mean, there's so many different styles and so many different weapons that it uh, it's true expression of a body. You know, it's it's art. Mm-hmm. It's art at its finest. Mm-hmm. Human art. You know, I've never I've never called it that. Human art. I like that. I like that. That's awesome. So Bob, are you done? Are you done eating? Of course not. But but you got me in between bites. There were oh, bites. Remember, there were times when I couldn't get you to shut up to such an extent. My wife went, got me dinner. I ate completely, and I used to finish talking. <laughs> It wasn't me that that wasn't talking the whole time. It was like, oh, 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 you you know, get me and someone else talking about some cool subject. Yeah, then we'll talk. But <laughs> now it's your turn, buddy. <laughs> I know, no, but I do want to come up and see your school. It looks like a really cool place. Uh, what's the best night to come up and visit? Every day except Sunday. Every Is that day your day of Sunday. rest? That's my day of rest. That's yeah, but you're still doing something because I know you meet with Jeff Jed and Leo Fong on Sunday. Yep, yep, that's right, that's right. I do meet with them, and but you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but Leo Fong's also an ordained minister. Mm-hmm. So yeah. basically, hanging out with him, I'm going to church as well. You know, mm-hmm. and like I said, um, this man, t- it has been a rough two years when I, I I've only been here out out here for two years, and um, you know. It's hard talking to people because in the martial art community, if you don't, if you open up to somebody, then they think you're weak for some reason, you know, and they don't understand that you're human. You got to talk to somebody and blah 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 and da da da. Leo sat down with me. We would sit at Starbucks for five hours talking about all, you know, street confrontations <laughs> and laugh about it. And this man, this man is a true angel, and it's a blessing that I got a chance to meet him mm-hmm. and train under him, and. um we're still going strong, and, and we're kicking ass every day, I tell you that. Well, you know, it was so funny because we had him on the show a couple months ago, and mm-hmm. Rusty's, like, texting me going, this guy can't be Chinese. Oh, yeah. Because he grew up in Texas <laughs> and Alabama, and she's going, he sounds like a good old boy. Great guy, great martial artist. I love him to death. I mean, he was he was one of those guys like, you know, like Frank Dukes and James Oriega and stuff that was in every issue of Black Belt Magazine or Inside Kung Fu, right? These were the, you know, Leo and all of those other guys were the were the names that I grew up with. And um, you know, to find speak with them, you know, uh, it 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 was just so cool and he just and and his 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 personality. I mean, he his, talked to me and and Robert like we've known him for like twenty years. And I'm like, and I I did. I felt like I knew him for twenty years. I'm like, I just met him today. What's going on? You well, know? you know, he, he's like these guys like Bill Wallace, Bill Riazaki. It's like, it's like don't call me master, don't call me grandmaster. I'm Bill or I'm Leo. You know, he's really a humble guy. And that's what we're finding out, Chris, doing the show like this is that. 
These people put their pants on one leg at a time like everybody else. Well, not me. I mean, I do it differently. Yeah, yeah, I know Alan jumps in. Well, he's jumping your mouth. It's called backwards. It's called backwards usually. I I don't know. It came from my Chris Cross days back in the 80s. Chris Cross. (laughs) I get the Chuck Norris pants. Oh, I gotta Actually, laugh at that I, because you just you just dated yourself, Alan. No, shut up. <laughs> Everybody knows I'm old. It's it's apparent. <laughs> Look, you know, listen. So I don't know if you guys knew this, but um, Leo Fong actually produced Cynthia Rothrock's very first film. I don't know if you knew that. Also no. Billy Blanks. Billy Blanks. Yeah, the very first film she with. ever did. The very first oh, film she wow. ever did was called was called Twenty Four Hours to Midnight. It was by it was produced and directed by Leo Fong, wow. and um, what had happened was is her is her first film. She went about halfway through the filming, and for various reasons, we'll just be polite because I love Cynthia and I love Leo, so be very polite. She she didn't finish the filming about halfway through. Uh, Cynthia went to Hong Kong and then started making a slew of, uh, of films in Hong Kong. Well, the film sat on the shelf for. I want to say eight or ten years, maybe a little more. Wow! Um, until a friend of Leo Fong's, Philip Cable, um, who who I had met, uh, who was also a director producer, uh, ended up taking the film and re-editing it. Got a got a, a blonde girl, put her in a ninja mask, and basically the storyline was whenever she went to do the fight scenes. She was in a ninja mask, and that's how they could, you know, get the other chick in there. That oh, looked, okay. Looked, looked nothing like Cynthia whatsoever. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but, you know, that was the storyline. And, and they ended up, you know, shooting some more fight scenes, and Philip had asked me to come and fill in. So mm-hmm. although it didn't get released until, you know, uh, 12 or 13 years later in her mm-hmm. career, it was actually Cynthia Rothwick's very first film. And and so I can say that I've been in two Cynthia Rothrock films, her very first film, and then of wow. course again in, in Sworn Justice, you know, where I got to fight her in Sworn Justice several times. So that was mm. kind of cool. So that's Leo's cool. a great guy. And uh, See, I'll that's, be starring that's in one of Leo's the movies next film. I haven't seen. Oh, really? Are, are, you at, are, oh, are you at liberty to talk about it? Or is that still uh, hush hush? No, no, no. We're, we're, I think Leo's still working on the project right now. I think he's just trying to get because of his shoulder injury. And uh, I have to ask, uh, I have to ask uh, Mr. Bono. Have you saw Leo today? No, I saw him yesterday. But the thing is, this guy is like, he's always on the move. You know, he he will find yeah. a way to work out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> well, please, please, please he, he was not... shooting the movie. He was shooting the movie in his sling. Now, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, yeah. 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 So. Wow. But his next project's in June. I'm trying to remember the uh, Karma something. Yeah. The Karma Factor. The Karma Factor is his next movie, I guess, in June. He's gonna oh, finish. Cool. He's gonna put this one in the can. Which one he's working on now? Which is a, uh, I think, uh, running something. Um, yeah, man. Leo Leo's done some stuff. I mean, uh, if yeah, anybody's ever seen guy. Kill Point, Kill Point actually. In 1983, I believe. I mean, that was the second at, at the box office. You know, mm. I mean, Leo knows how to make movies. You know, and I kind of like how he does it because in big production movies, you know, it things get stressful. The PA is always on your ass. But Leo, he's real. I mean, I, I get so comfortable with him. I mean, he's such a great guy that you, 
you get the you have freedom of expression. You can you can act however you want. You know. Yeah, great. Guy. He is a good guy. Love him to death. Yeah. I just hope he heals up. I hope I hope he heals up quickly though. Um, he got his surgery this week, did he not? Yes, he did. And he's already moving around, and I'm like, dude, just Sifu, stop. He's not supposed to. <laughs> and he, no, no, he's gonna do something else. And I'm like, oh my god, here we go. And then like, but hey, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta give him credit. I mean, nobody else is like that. Nobody mm-hmm. else is like that. You know. I stubbed my toe. I'm in bed for a week. That's it. Exactly, man. I <laughs> get a flu. I get the cold, man. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm dying. <laughs> they don't make them anymore, like Leo, dude. Yeah, it, the the true old school lives with Leo. Definitely, it's like dang, yeah, absolutely. You know? uh, well, you know, we are ru- getting really close to the top of the uh, eight o'clock hour, so we're running out of broadcast time. So, um, Bob, do you have any last questions for Chris? <laughs> yeah, I was able to eat another piece of pizza. <laughs> 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 That was Alan talking that more time. Pizza. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, this was a great show. You know, I've really talked you up, Chris, to the community and and, said, and and pretty much said you're a punk little bitch. But, you know, that'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to oh work God. your way up somehow, right? That's, right? that's right. That's right. And I know a lot of people that are working their way down right now, and you're not one of them, my friend. Well, thank you. That means a lot. Yeah. Now, for, so for I'm the... looking forward to June. You know, you're yeah, coming out definitely. to the Roosevelt Hotel. It's nice and close. Rusty stays with me. She doesn't have to get a hotel. I don't have to get a hotel. You know, it's right over the hill. I'm looking so forward to it being at the Roosevelt this year. I'm actually trying to set up a discount rate for uh, Starline Tours for some of our out-of-town guests, because we've got guests coming in from all over the world for this thing. Yeah, I, I think that would be yeah. great if you could do that, because I absolutely loved it. I loved it. You know? It's going to be a <laughs> it, was, it was a great tour. Yeah. yeah, and, it's, it's yeah I, hear, I hear it's haunted as hell, too. I mean, you got Marilyn Monroe walking around on the 13th floor, so I'm definitely going to go check that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I'm going to stay away from the haunted areas. I'm just going to, yeah. <laughs> but it'll be it'll be very cool to have uh, to have this year, and hopefully, and I don't know what Dan's um, thinking of doing, Bob, but uh, you might know more than I can. But but hopefully for future years, because I mean, what better place to have <laughs> basically the Academy Awards of martial arts, but Hollywood. Right? And, I mean, yeah, at the first place where they had the Academy Awards. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it, it's it's going to be fun, and it's going to be an incredible weekend. And uh, me and Bob hope to do maybe a few uh, look live interviews. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, we'll Alan just said, I don't know if his mic's, if his mic's live. I didn't hear him, but he says it's going to be, he's going to be there this year. I, I will be this, there this year. I, I, uh, talked to, uh, Soki David Dye and, and oh, good. I, I confirmed I would absolutely come this year. They've been asking me to come for three years in a row and my schedule has always been caught in conflict with, with the event. So this year I'm, I'm, no matter what, I'm gonna be there, even if Yay! they even if they ban me from the event and don't allow me there. I'm still coming anyway. I'm crashing the party, so no worries. <laughs> I don't 
I don't think you'll be banned from this party, Alan. I'm banned from other ones. And that's a different story. (laughs) Oh, man, Alan, I'm so so sorry. But anyway. I'm crying on the inside, Rusty. I'm crying on the inside. I I know. (laughs) I know. It just. See, and I'm with you, Rusty. I hope it's at the Roosevelt for many years to come. Not yeah. because I, I think it's a great place and everything else, but I'm tired of that two hundred dollar hotel bill. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Which turns out to be three, four hundred after amenities and incidentals and stuff like that. But yeah, oh. you know, when you go out and buy a new dress, I have to go out and run and talk. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's, <laughs> but it it'll be so much fun. It'll it'll be it'll be a blast. Elegant and Hollywood and yeah, you'll have a great time, Chris, and we'll we'll run you around and. <laughs> Dude, that's gonna it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be awesome, dude. It's and don't forget awesome. about Dragon Fest that's happening May what, May second, May fourth, something like that? No, it's July now. July, oh well then you got July. so so many activities happening this year, so it's gonna be definitely awesome. It's yeah, gonna we be have, awesome. We have the Masters in uh June, uh them and uh Dragon Fest in July. Uh they're not they're gonna do the uh honor award every two years now, so it's not gonna happen this year. Oh, he told me too. Uh, yeah. Uh, and the U.S. Hall of Fame is in May. Is that Los Angeles? Uh, Newport Beach. They're doing the U.S.A. Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So it's, we're busy. plus all the events that I, I announced at the beginning of the show. Yeah, it's going to be a busy busy year, but you know what? It's going to be so much fun. It'll be it'll be a blast. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I awesome. can't wait. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for Hold taking on, Regina, a couple hours Let me do a couple of shout-outs, though, please, please, because these, yeah, these are the people that have actually, like, helped me through my whole struggles, this this journey that I've been on. Um, and I just want to do a couple of shout-outs because these are the people that really, 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 it means a lot to my heart. Um, if I may, can I? Is it okay? No, go yeah. ahead. Absolutely. Awesome, awesome. Let me... Um, Big big shout out to David Reed at Rama Martial Arts. Thank you for being my friend, man. Thanks for always being there. You got Shunny B from B's Martial Arts. Uh, he has a great film coming out called Gork Protector, which uh, the Martial Art History Museum in Burbank is going to be actually having a, uh, a shiny really? day, March twenty first. Jeff Jeds at JetoCon. I love you, brother. Uh, Nick Screma, World Sanda League, ICMAC. I love you. Keep on uh, going. Everybody support Kung Fu. Mm. Um, Mike Elkinson, my Jeet um, Kune brother, and Leo Fong for being my Sifu, for teaching me everything. Thank you for for being there. Thank you for 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 listening to me when nobody else wanted to listen. And plus, Lee Lolio, Lee Lolio is also my big brother, and I love you guys. I wish the best. Um, please support these guys because these people are true martial artists, and 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 I love them. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm. Plus, mm-hmm. Robert, Rashida, Alan Woodman. Check out Psychic Publications, Badass Books. And um, this this has been an honor. Yeah, you bet. And, you know, I was hoping Lee would call in uh, today because he, uh, he did send a shout-out uh, about your show tonight and uh, was urging other people to listen. And I'm, I'm sure they are. It's just that I can't see who's listening right now on my control board. And uh, I gave him the number, and I was hoping he'd call in and kind of join in on the fun. But I guess uh, something something happened. Yeah, we were we were kind of late last night up uh, on the gambling and uh, Moronigo Casino. It was uh, awesome. We were 
We were winning some money. That's all I can say. I can't tell you oh, what well, happened afterwards. I can't tell you what happened afterwards. Well, what happens? What happens in? No, I can't. I can't say. I can't. That's, 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 yeah, he can't remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not. He doesn't. He, it's a secret. He just doesn't know. It's funny. <laughs> I've been there. And remember, Rosie, when I when when I tell you that if if drinking doesn't help your problem, what do I say? Drink more? No. <laughs> That's right. You just drink drunk more. <laughs> hey, it's healthy. So. <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, <laughs> for the kids listening, moderation, moderation, and be twenty-one. Moderation Anyhow. never start. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, thank you so much, Chris, for joining us today. And Alan, thank you so much. Is he still there? Because he just hung up. Come on. Oh, okay. I'm down the street from you guys too. Yeah. Yeah. Very <laughs> cool. That's true. He says we should save some pizza. It's just down the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go, go, go find Bob yeah. and you'll find Alan. We saw all the pizza left, Chris. Come on over. Yeah, there you go. Shit, I'm on my way right now. Yeah. Guys, check out Dynamic Dojo. Uh, talk radio, blog, talk radio, anybody that's listening from the school, thank you guys from uh, from my school for supporting me and love these. Uh, this is the real martial artists that come on here. These are the real martial art community right here. Love you guys. Thank you for everything. Thank you, thank sir. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Alan. Thanks, Bob. And uh, next week, folks, tune in at 6 p.m. Pacific time as we have Sensei Jamie Zimron of Aikido joining us. So if you want to learn a little bit about Aikido, and uh, learn a little bit about some international events going on in, in the Aikido community. Listen in next week, 6 p.m. We'll see everyone next time. Bye-bye now. Peace. Peace. Peace.